0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Personal Growth Fridays. Um, I've got quite an exciting one this week. As I say, I always try to switch it up. One week just me, one week I have a a guest with me. And obviously one of the the biggest things I I want to use this podcast for is an opportunity for people who have kind of worked their way up the ranks, you know, and kind of fought their way up and, and worked hard to get to where they are. What kind of advice would they give to people who are perhaps even newer to a role, newer to the working world, whatever it may be? So, I've actually got the pleasure of being joined by quite a good friend of mine now, um, Plarman. So, Plarman, who are you, and how do we know each other?
1: Hey, mate, it's it's so nice to be to be a guest of this this awesome podcast. I'm really really glad that you finally invited me. <laughs> I was waiting for this for a long time. Uh, yeah, my name is Paulman, I'm I'm head of customer support here at Jiminy, and I had the pleasure to meet you here, so I believe we started on the same date, and we've been here for how long, maybe a year and a half, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's how we met, uh, it's really a pleasure working with you mate.
0: Yeah, it's, it's been fun, hasn't it? So we, we both obviously started on the same day with Becky as well, wasn't it? It was the, the three of us together. Um, and it was funny, when we joined Jiminy, there was, I think there was six people already there or seven. I think we were like the seventh, eighth and ninth people. Um, so we've really... Where is it now? I think there what there's like 40 people now.
1: I think, yes. I think between 35 and 40 we are at the moment. And when we started, it was like, I think we were seven, eight, or nine, as you said, yeah. or maybe eight, nine, and ten, something like this.
0: Yeah, it's it's been it's been crazy, exciting, and obviously one one of the teams that seems to have grown and spiraled possibly the most is actually your team, isn't it?
1: Yeah, uh, it was really funny story. Going back to the beginning, when I was when I joined Jimmy, I was the first support person mm-hmm. in the company. And it was really interesting because I started doing my job and I remember when I was telling Tom, our CEO and James, our CTO that this is not good enough. Mm -hmm. We don't have a reporting. This is not good enough as well. We can do this. We should do that. And so on. And I remember one of my conversations with Tom, it was maybe two months after I started and he said, mate, I just think that you should be head of customer support instead of just a support agent yeah and that's how it all started now i have three people in the team we're growing up we're having a lot of new customers a lot of big customers and really established companies and yeah i can i can proudly say that my team is is doing a great job mm-hmm. and we've been already awarded three quarters in a row as the best support in G2 so yeah
0: and to, to give everyone a bit of context, uh, just to how ridiculous our support is, um, I think on average is now our, our first response time less than a minute. It's about like forty nine seconds or something stupid.
1: Yeah, I, I believe it's fifty seconds at the moment.
0: But... Oh, you're slacking. Yeah, I think it's
1: it's just to be to be honest, it's really interesting because I don't think I'm the best person when i am the customer so i want to make sure that our support is
0: the best support
1: our standards yeah. yeah because you know one of the things that makes me annoyed when i'm a customer when i'm a customers basically waiting for someone to connect with
0: to yeah, waiting of for
1: a real human being to speak with so i really believe that the first interaction is the most important thing because someone sends you an email or someone connect to to the live chat and you have someone actually there in 30 seconds mm. and you're like wow these guys are fast and you they they immediately put their trust in you because they can see that you are there right away for them yeah
0: and it's it's funny actually you say that i, I ordered a pair of boots about like a week ago paid paid the extra money for the next day delivery um obviously never come still haven't come um and i i tried I tried messaging on their support chat. And first of all, I had to go through like 15 waves of like a robot. Um, and then eventually at the end of it all, because I was thinking, all right, finally, there must be a human now. They, they said, oh yeah, a human will be back in touch with you. That was two fucking days ago. Like it, it's so, you know, it's, it, it's so frustrating because I'm like, what? Well, I can't do anything. I'm powerless. Um, and I, I I love what you said then about like kind of, using what you dislike to make sure it doesn't happen for other people almost yeah i
1: i believe in i have one thing that i really believe in it i call it nia which is next tissue avoidance yeah so basically what i'm trying to what i'm trying to achieve in our support team is to be ahead of everything so if i see that there is a pattern with the requests for example we're receiving 20 percent more requests each month yeah i want to be in front of that pattern and i can hire a support agent before we need that agent because you know you, you have some buffer time like you mm-hmm. have to teach him the main things he has to go uh with some basic uh, kind of requests and everything and then you have maybe two months because actually this person start to be in a good shape yeah yeah working in front of the customer so i really believe that the main thing is to avoid the issue before it actually happens and i think that this is really this is really hard for companies that are scaling up and that yeah. are established because the amount of the deals and the, the amount of the customers that are new to their products is escalating multiple times, and they can't simply be on track.
0: Yeah, and it's it's a it's interesting. Kind of going back to what you said at first with um with you know how with our, our boss Tom, you kind of you you could just approach him and say like this is wrong, you know this needs working on things like that. Um, I, I've, I've felt the same kind of from my role where like you know the the onboarding like some things were good um Some things needed work, you know, like and this is where I think culture of a company and As you say size has quite a big impact, you know, like if it's this massive like a huge huge company You can easily kind of just become this drop in the ocean Whereas I think where we joined early, you know, we were what like pretty much almost like 10% or over 10% of the whole company so our say was not only listened to but was actually like really worked upon immediately yeah i think i think that the the
1: size of the company is is really important because with with the smaller companies you you can feel that personal touch mm. you know you are not that list of paper in a big multi-international company yeah the, the people actually care for you I can give you one, one really, really interesting example that, that I that I had a couple of months back. Because we don't have like millions of customers yet and stuff like this, but I just had a user that is that I commonly speak with, mm-hmm. and she messaged me in LinkedIn because she remembered that I was on holiday, and she she messaged me in LinkedIn just saying and to wish hey i really love how you're doing the things and i really i would really like you to have a good time off you know yeah it's really interesting how someone who knows you only because of what you're doing at work just sends you a private message and even in linkedin just to say hey have a good time off i really appreciate what are you doing for us
0: and I think that personal approach to every single thing that you do is just, it's the difference between yourself and everyone else in the world. You know, like, so I I often say, you know, like, when, when I host my sessions or whether it's self-coaching, whether it's the podcast, whatever it is, I, I don't want to be this, like, normal corporate, you know, suit and tie, oh, this is it, this is how it's done, because that's not me. Do you know what I mean? Like, and then, like, who I am, I'm this, you know, I'm this cocky, loud person, you know, who's kind of swears a bit and, and is Jack the Lad, you know. And, like, you add your personal touch and approach. To, like, I've, I've seen some of the chats you have in the support uh, function. I know it sounds funny, even little things like sending a gif, you know, like, and, and having a laugh with them and joking about other stuff. A, it makes their experience ten times better because, as you say, they're talking to a real person with real, you know, humour, things like that. And B, obviously, it makes your life more fun as well. You know because you're not having to pretend to be something you're not you're bringing you into what you do
1: yeah i really believe that the uh that you're right the, the devil is, is in the details yeah you know so i don't like the i've been working for one of the biggest companies in the world and the difference from the time that i worked there and now it's exactly this personal touch yeah because at the end of the day You're having a person who needs help, yeah. But it doesn't really matter that you have to be so negative or so passive. There has to be a joke. There has to be always a question, a simple question like "How are you?" I mean, "How is your day?" I mean, it's showing that you actually care, and I do because I want to understand in advance if this customer is frustrated, yeah, of course, if he or she is not, and. It's really that personal touch that makes the difference. And one of my biggest fears is that, and one of the biggest challenges that I will face in the next year or two in Chimini would be to keep this personal touch while scaling up.
0: Definitely. Because
1: there will be a lot of new customers, a lot of really big customers, and it's going to be hard to, to stay on that personal level where we are at the moment.
0: Definitely. When did you kind of discover, not not even just your personal touch, but like how important the personal touch was? Like, did you have a moment where you realized that like bringing you and more of you into what you're doing helped?
1: I believe I discovered this after I joined Juni, yeah. and after I spent maybe two or three months with mm-hmm. the team. Uh, maybe the key moment that's released everything was that James, our CTO and Tom, the CEO, as we mentioned they put their trust in me, yeah. they give me the complete freedom they said, just do whatever you, you want, whatever you can just to keep everything on track and everything as best as, as good as possible and maybe this is what this was the moment that unleashed everything Mm -hmm. a simple trust that they put in me. And I haven't experienced this in my, in my previous companies, Uh, nothing negative, but it was just uh, before that I was working for really bigger companies, I established plans. Like I was working two years for booking.com and you can, you can imagine what's the difference there (laughs) and there was that moment when two people out of 10 in the whole company put their trust in me and say we believe you yeah you can you can handle it that was the key moment
0: yeah yeah i know what you mean yeah i had similar moments where like obviously a lot of the the sessions that we run now um the self-coaching one really the freedom to do this podcast as well like every everything like that has kind of come from that bit of trust um, and as you say, just allowing a person to, I, I think the biggest mindset change for me when I joined here and just in general recently, um, is the fact that it's okay to fuck up. I think my, my pre, I, I worked for quite a corporate company um, like a, a year or two ago and they were very much like you can't make a mistake you know, and and that fear of making a mistake actually probably made me perform worse because I was just always a bit on edge, I was nervous, things like that. Whereas like now, where I'm not scared to make a mistake, I I feel, I, I personally think I'm actually producing more higher quality work. As same as with you and your, you know, the support team and everyone that you've brought on and things like that. Because you've had this bit of freedom to say what you want and do what you want and add your own touch. All of a sudden you can actually as you say keep that personal approach keep that finesse to it all and really just keep producing
1: i, I think you're right and you know I, I have a saying about this actually i call it the the big brother syndrome yeah because you know that you are being watched you yeah, yeah. every step that you take will be uh put into consideration yeah. by either your line manager or the line manager of your line manager or whatever and when you receive that that freedom that trust uh you're just you're just feeling accountable and you don't want to let these people down yeah so you're 100 percent of everything that you can give
0: definitely um right so the big question plaman personal growth fridays um Obviously, you've, you've actually, you were, you were part of the, the group that originally kind of kickstarted all PGF off. Um, so you know full well how powerful kind of having that reflection each week on, on something that you take away. Now, unfortunately, I can't have you as a guest every single week. Um, so instead of asking you what your reflection is over the last week really, since you started work, you know, and since you kind of left school and, and started, you know, the working world, earning money, working for corporate companies, startups, whatever it may be, if you could go back in time and tell young, handsome Plum and one thing, what would be kind of the, the reflection that you'd love to teach them before they've even made the mistake?
1: That's a really good question. I love it. Uh, actually, I think that what I would teach my younger self, if I was able to, is to be more balanced. Yeah. I was one of those people who were always angry to the world. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I've always tried to find uh, the reasons for my failures or for some other things anywhere, but not in me. Yeah. And I was always that anger in me, you know, maybe it was because of my age. Yeah. But what I'll teach my younger self would be just to be more balanced, more calm. Because when you, when you have this this calmness in your heart and in your head, especially. Yeah, you can do whatever you can.
0: Yeah, I agree. You know, I, I read a book once and it's cool, it's, the title is The Satwa, I'm not giving a fuck. Um, and one of the key points in it, or one of the key ones that I took away is trying to differentiate what is your fault and what is your responsibility so like as you said with the calmness like you you obviously you felt the anger before now that might not be your fault that you know something has happened or triggered it sort of thing but it is your responsibility on how you embrace it all and how you deal with it all and it sounds like almost you you kind of recognised that responsibility and then kind of took it and, and worked with it and used it productively yeah,
1: yeah, exactly, because I was, I remember the time that I was so angry to everyone around me, so I, it reflect on my family, mm-hmm. it reflect on my friendships, and reflect on my work, and at some point, at, at some moment, I just realized that I have to make this change, yeah. I have to do something, you can't be angry on anyone, it's maybe because you're angry on yourself or something, yeah. So yeah i, I think uh, it could it could sound like it's really modern to say in, now in the present days but the keys and the balance so yeah that's what i would teach my younger self
0: and i think that's that's such a a good way to look at things as well to like look at yourself first of all because i think especially in the world we live in with like all instagram and all these different ways of how we can see other people's lives and we can really we can always pin it on someone else. You know, like always say, oh, well, I feel like this because this person online is like this, or blah, blah, blah. When really, the the only thing in the whole entire world that you can control is what you do. You know, like you, you can't control the way the world is. You can't control the world, you know, online or anything like that. The only thing you can control is you, yourself. And, and you know what? It's linking this all together now, like when you say about your personal approach at work, it in that shines through because you have control in that. You know like how you respond to these people you know how you said that like, you you hate shit customer service and it obviously everyone like gets so wound up when like they get they feel like they're getting treated poorly so you've used that kind of lesson you know of, right i didn't like that feeling and that anger it gives me and i don't want other people to think or feel that you know and kind of use that in such a productive way i think that's a really uh, good point of kind of trying to understand as you say the balance of what is life and what is work and trying to keep it all calm but then also using that imbalance to kind of motivate you to to produce more and keep going
1: yeah exactly the thing is that it's really easy to to point out to the thing saying see this person say that or this person say that it's the main thing is to look for the reasons behind the actions yeah. and not just to point out the actions. Yeah. I really think that I'm happy to, that I've turned this anger fine, I can, I can turn into into motivation, as you said, because yeah. I just decided that I want to be the best in whatever I do from that moment. And that's what pushed me further and further into my career.
0: And it's nice to hear you say that as well, because I, I know you know even hearing you say it out loud I, I can relate to that i remember my first job I, I did was recruitment and i used to get so stressed and frustrated at myself for not for maybe not performing one month or for not you know having the best conversation in one of my calls and i used to get so uh, and angry and frustrated at it all and it, I, I bet every single person listened listening to this can look back and think Fuck it, hell, I, I was the same so it, it's it's great to recognise it at all, let alone kind of this early on in life. You know, like and as, as I think you've hit down ahead, I, I I'd love to teach like younger Max as well to relax and and just enjoy it all a lot more. You know, and as you say, have fun with everything.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, as I said, the the balance is the key. Yeah. There's nothing that bad and nothing that good. You you have to be. You have to stay on the ground. You have to present at this very moment. Mm-hmm. Not be not be too far in the past or, or too ahead in the future. Just stick to the moment. Be balanced. Yeah. And whatever you can to be the best in what what you're doing.
0: Right, Plarman. I could honestly sit here for a very long time and keep this going. Um, unfortunately, though, I, I do need to cut it off. um But thank you so much for coming on. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, by the way, plaman's based in Bulgaria, so we're, we've we've had the pleasure of knowing each other for a year and a half, but haven't actually met up yet, but we, we've said we will go to a West Ham game one day in the future, and we'll, we'll properly see what it's like in real life.
1: Yeah, I hope so, mate, I hope so. Maybe next year, yeah. during the
0: Champions League, when West Ham are in. When we're smashing Juventus and winning the yeah. league. <laughs> um thank you so much you've you've been amazing um i really appreciate your time and as i say to many more years of working together
1: my pleasure my pleasure mate. thanks for the invite